Welcome to the Coming to New York podcast, episode two, and we are talking in this episode about moving to New York City and our move to New York City, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Katie. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So we are going to talk about our first move uh, in this episode to Brooklyn, and so we we chose to move to Park Slope in Brooklyn uh, about four years ago, um, and it was it was quite a process. That we learned a lot uh, because we've moved here twice. We've learned a whole lot, uh, but we're going to talk about our, in this episode our first move, the choices we made, why we made them, and what we learned uh, through that. And so, if you want to begin the process of what what really kind of led in our last episode, we talked about why we moved to New York, but what led to our move and what was that process of moving? Yeah. So, um, in the last podcast, we talked about coming out. We came out in February of 2014 and yep. kind of did a scouting trip and we narrowed down the neighborhood we wanted. Yep. Um, and then from there, once we knew that we did as much research as we could yep. trying to be as prepared as possible. Um, still wasn't enough yep. <laughs> until you go through it. Um, it's hard to know everything you need to know. Um, if that makes sense, but we just did a lot of research and tried to figure out when the best time to move was. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and at the end of the day, what, what we came down to is uh, we put our house on the market and uh, we were going to sell our house in that, Texas. In Texas, yeah. in San Antonio, Texas, that we had built, uh, kind of built a life around. We, we knew that moving to New York uh, would require us to. Uh, to sell most of our stuff, you know, our giant wraparound couch was no longer going to fit. <laughs> our two cars uh, were not coming with us, right. uh, at least not both of them. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, you know, the we had two different bedrooms and a guest bedroom, you know, and a game room, mm-hmm. and the big screen TV wasn't coming. Um, and so there, there were a lot of things that we knew had to go. But the first big piece was we had to sell our house and kind of what our process was, was we put our house on the market. When we had a contract on our house, we knew we'd have to fly out to New York, kind of get an apartment, and then sell everything real quickly, yeah. um, and then and then move to New York. So it was kind of a, a domino effect. Uh, so we, uh, maybe to, to speed up the process a little bit, we, we had really chosen the neighborhood of Park Slope. We knew we wanted to move to Park Slope. Mm-hmm. We got a contract in our on our house. I had quit my job. You had already quit your job at that mm-hmm. point? Yeah. Uh, I was a high school teacher, and I had put in my notice that I wouldn't be coming back for the following year. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was a big deal. And you had asked your work if you could do everything remotely. Yeah, so when we put our house in the market, I had already talked to uh, Community Bible Church where I was working, and I, I was doing online stuff. I was like, can, can we kind of do it remotely? Um, and they, they were willing to, to let us do that, and I was yeah. doing... More than willing, of, they were so gracious. They were. that was a big deal. It was a huge deal. And um, a huge piece. If they had said no, I don't know that any of this would have happened. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we, I was doing a lot of consulting at the time, and so they, they were gracious to let me do a lot of side work uh, as mm-hmm. well as do that. Um, so, so we kind of had a lot of pieces of place. We got a contract on the house. So we immediately booked a quick weekend flight back to New York, um, and found a broker. No, kind of, we left out a big, a big piece though. When you got sick. Yeah. Um, so I had already quit my job or let them know I wasn't coming back for the next school year. You had already gotten, uh, approved to work remotely from here. Um, we had started the process, you know, getting ready to put the house on the market. The ball was really rolling and things were moving. And Nils was actually up here in New York City 
um, doing some consulting work, and he got sick and had to go into the hospital here in New York, um, and then kind of walked out of the hospital. But he was <laughs> make a really really long story short, he was incredibly sick. Um, and they said, you know, you've got to stay here. You, there's no way you can go home. And he said, I've got to get home. And so I remember picking you up from the airport and you just looked like a different person. Yeah. Um, it was, it was probably the scariest thing that we've ever been t- through as a couple, as a family. Um, and it turned out to be what's called Miller Fisher syndrome. Yeah. And you lost your vision. You couldn't walk on your own. Um, and he had to have a full plasma, um, what's it called? Infusion. Infusion, yeah. yeah. Um, in the hospital for a few weeks. Um, it was yeah. It was really scary and really intense. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll put a little color to it. So I didn't lose my vision. I got double vision. But uh, I was at a conference here in Queens in New York City. And they, uh, in the middle of it, I mean, I was, I was losing my vision and I was just a, I was being a dude, uh, and I was being stubborn and I should have gone to the doctor immediately when yeah. I had double vision. I, I had it even before I started the trip. I didn't tell you or I didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept thinking I, it'll just fix itself. And if I drink more caffeine, I, I'll, I'll get past it. Yeah, but ended up, everything, right? ended up in, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of that phase of life a little bit, but yeah. it, we were hustling. We were trying to get to New York City. Yeah. We were hustling. We were doing everything we could. And yeah, yeah. I ended up in Elmhurst Hospital. Uh, most of the people there were chained to their beds uh, with a security officer next to them. So it was kind of where the inmates would go. Uh, yeah, you didn't know which hospital to go to, so you just told the taxi driver, yeah, right? Take me hospital. to the closest hospital. Yeah. So, anyways, I, it was quite an experience. Got home. Got got. Uh, but it took a couple months uh, to get mm-hmm. better, and it it was kind of a. You know, even that decision maker to to do it is, uh, in many many ways, it could have been that point to be like, okay, we don't need to do this. Yeah, this we need was, to just settle down. A yeah, little bit. yeah. This was this was in May, and we were planning on moving in September. Yeah, or coming out to find an apartment in September. So this is just a few months. Yeah, before we were supposed to move, and everybody looked at us and said, "Well, I guess you're not going now." Yeah, and I don't remember if we had a conversation or if we even talked about it, but we just kind of said. No, like we're still it, it, going. It, it maybe pushed us even further uh, to go. Life is short, kind yeah. of thing. Um, so, anyways, it was it was an incredible, <laughs> crazy experience. Um, yeah. yeah, and but but then we so we're, house gets a contract on it. Yes, in the summer the house gets contract and on it, which we're we, so we excited about. We fly out to pick an apartment. Yeah, September. It's my birthday weekend. It's yeah. like perfect. We've got a a contract on the house. Nils, I mean, his healing was borderline miraculous um they were saying it'd be six months before he was you know able to walk on his own again and it really just took i would say within a month couple months couple months yeah you were you were walking you were back to cautious you know you're still cautious but almost back to normal but september comes it's my birthday weekend we're gonna come out and we are going to pick an apartment and i had found um, a broker. So that's what they call it here in New York City. You don't have real estate agents or you don't have leasing agents. You find a broker. So that's the term here. Um, so we had found kind of through a network of friends, a friend of a friend who lived in New York City, had a friend who was a broker, yeah. and she was going to show us around. Yeah. Um, and so we had told her Park Slope is where we want to go. And so that's where we stayed in an Airbnb so that we could get a better feel of the neighborhood. And she was going to take us around to see all the apartments that were available 
in Park Slope that were two bedrooms. And we weren't really sure what we were going to see. Yep. Um, but she showed us everything, and we were excited. Yep. And I'm saying everything, and everything was about four apartments. <laughs> because here, real estate is totally different. It's super, yep. super competitive. So if you know the neighborhood you want to be in, you need to act fast. Because there are only, like I said, about four or five apartments available at one time. Yep. In your price range and in your you know, what you're looking for. Yep. And so we, in our price range was, I, I wanted it to be somewhere between $2,000 and $3,000 mm-hmm. and it needed to be two bedrooms. Yeah. What she showed us was there were two that were $3,000 and two that were over $3,000 that were two bedrooms. It just wasn't realistic yeah. uh, to find that 2000 to $3,000 apartment in Park Slope. Uh, so in our price range mm-hmm. uh, with two bedrooms, which was a little overwhelming, uh, but it was a reality. It was a reality, and we just had to look at each other and say, this is reality. I mean, we probably could have gone to a different neighborhood and paid a little bit less. I mean, maybe a couple hundred dollars less. But to us, especially making the big move from Texas to New York, safety and feeling comfortable um, and having kind of a homey place was really important to us. So paying yeah. that extra two to 300 more a month um, was hard. It wasn't an easy decision, yeah. but it was worth it. The, the other thing that was news to me, now we knew it before we came out for that trip, uh, but thought, well, maybe it's really just what the, they say on the internet. <laughs> uh, but, but there were a couple of things. One is your credit really has to be pristine uh, or you have to have co-signers. Yeah. Uh, you, have to, you have to make a certain amount percentage-wise over your salary, so you, you have, have to, make, to prove. You have to make most of it's either 10 times or 15 times. Your income has to be that much more than your rent. Yep. And they're serious about it. So don't say, oh, I'm almost there. Because there's so many people going for the same apartment that if even one thing doesn't check out, then you're not going to get it. They're going to go with the person that checks all the boxes. Yep. And and so what we were used to in Texas is if you get an apartment, sometimes they'll give you a month free or two (laughs) months free. Here, there, you know, you have to really, and it's it was harder for us to get an apartment than was to buy a house. Yeah. uh, From a background check standpoint, Mm -hmm. and then. and then, and then it was the, all the expenses that go along with it. She had to pay first months, last months, one uh, one month deposit, one month deposit plus yeah, because, a broker fee. Yeah. So the apartment that we ended up finding, um, and what was funny is that the whole weekend you were like, I just don't know if we're going to sign a lease, you know, this weekend. I just don't see that happening. I don't know. Yeah. But then we got there and saw that the inventory was so low, and our broker was like. I mean, these, these apartments are not going to be around if yeah. you wait even a yeah. few days. So we learned really quickly that we had to jump on the apartment that we yep. wanted. Yep. Um, so we found one. We found one that was at the top of our price range, yep. um, but it was two bedrooms, one bath. It was probably, what, 700 square feet, Yeah, you think? Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a small one, but it was at the... It was in a brownstone, yes. which was beautiful. It, yes. The brownstone was about 100 years old. This one was on the top floor. Yep. So four, fourth floor, fourth floor up. up. Yeah. yeah, walk up, no elevator, anything like that. Um, but it was right across the street from the park. Yep. Um, and it just felt, you know, when you walk into some place and you're like, this is right. Like, this yep. is good. Um, yeah, it was 
that was it for us. And it yeah. was $3,000. Um, it was at the top of our price and, range. And it, and it had, a, I mean, a couple other things that were, were selling points. The subway was on the end of our block, and the, yeah. the Prospect Park was on the other end. So it was an incredible location. It was. Um, we it it also it had a washer washing machine, washer dryer, and a dishwasher in the apartment, which that is, is rare. huge. Yes. Yeah, like when we told people we had a washer dryer and a dishwasher, it was like we hit the lottery. Yes, <laughs> and we didn't realize how big of a deal that was yes. until we started looking at other places. And then as soon as we saw that, we were like, "Oh yeah, we got to jump on this. This is yep. big." Yeah. Now it was a tiny one. You so couldn't tiny. open your refrigerator all the way because it hit the washing machine. Yeah. And you couldn't... Uh, and we only had one drawer in the whole apartment. In the whole apartment. It was this tiny little drawer in the kitchen. And I had to do some research and find a, a cutlery tray that was small enough to fit into it. And there was only one drawer yes. in the whole apartment. So, I mean, we were really excited about the washer and dryer yeah. and all of that. But there were a lot of things that we had to compromise yeah. on, too. So we'll, we'll talk in the next episode. We're going to talk about our, our apartment in general, what it was mm-hmm. like to live in a, in a Brooklyn Brownstone. So we, we put down the crazy, do you want to talk through so, the numbers of it? Yeah, yeah. So it was $3,000 for the apartment. Um, you have to pay first, last month's rent yep. and a one-month deposit. Yep. So that's $9,000 to the landlord. Yes. And then for the broker fee, it is 10% of what you pay for the year in rent. Yep. So since it was $3,000, yep. it was 36000 for the year. Wow. And we had to do 10% of that. 15%. No, no, no. 15%. That's yep. right. 15% of that. So it was a $5,400 broker fee yep. just for somebody to show us apartments. So almost And you can't 15, get around that. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'll just look myself. And that was our mindset, too. You cannot look yourself. Like, yeah. Especially if you're coming for the first time. Even the second time. We didn't. We had to use a broker the second time, too, because yep. the real estate world is just totally different from anywhere else in the whole world I would imagine and you just can't you can't do it yourself so a broker fee is just something you've got to come to terms with yeah so so about 15 grand is the check we wrote just to get into the apartment (laughs) uh when we were used to basically first two months free uh when when moving into past apartments so that was that was a little bit of a wake-up call so so now let's get into the drama of this so we, we are still a young married couple with two young kids. We don't have a lot of cash. We basically put our savings, you know, just wrote a $15,000 check. Um, yeah. And our house is on the market. It's under contract. Two days before it closes, uh, we find out that the guy that the couple that's buying it is kind of running a fraud. Isn't going to, basically, the contract fell through. Um, we actually even went to closing. No, They no showed. Um, it was a mess. Like, it's one of those things where you look back, you're like, I have no idea how that happened. Yeah. Even the title company was, they have no idea how it happened. It yeah. was just a big scam that was a huge, huge yes. mess and a huge, like, yeah. hit. Yeah. Kick in the gut, for sure. So now we have a house in San Antonio that we owe a mortgage on, and we've got this apartment under contract that we've already paid $15,000 on. Uh, what we ended up doing is renting out our house in San Antonio. We were able to get a renter pretty quickly. Uh, that was much easier than selling the house, and so yeah. uh, just the timing of it. And um, we broke even yeah. on the house. So, yeah, the renter paid what our mortgage was, basically. Yeah, so we yeah. broke even, yep. um, which was not ideal. No. Because selling the house and getting, you know, some profit on that house yep. was really what we needed at the time, we're, we're, but it didn't we're happen. Somewhat counting on it, but that was mm-hmm. that was definitely a hit. 
so so then though we and we decided from a moving perspective we've got our apartment that we're gonna you know we're everything's out of pocket and so we're gonna do this as frugally as we can so we get a u-haul uh and we're, we decided to keep one one vehicle um, that was already paid that off. was already paid off it was an older car because we were gonna park on the street there because parking here I mean, you're going to pay three fifty a month for a parking in Brooklyn, space. Yeah. yeah, in Brooklyn. Um, so we were going to park on the street, and yep. so we took the older car that was paid off, so that if something happened, yep. somebody hit it, or you know, all those horror stories you hear, yeah. it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yep. And it was a small car too; it was a small little yes. Mazda three, so we can squeeze in a, a tight spot if we needed to. Yep. And we just we wanted the New York experience, but we just weren't quite ready to let go of the car yet. Yeah. Yep. And so we, we literally sold every. We sold our other car. We sold our couches. We sold our TVs. We sold. Did a big garage sale. We did a ton of stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we cleared out. We gave away a ton of stuff. We 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 did actually keep a storage unit in San Antonio um, for a, a, a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's some stuff that we just weren't sure what to do with. And uh, and so we uh, we put, loaded up the U-Haul uh, with a truck behind it, and then towed that with a car behind it. Yeah. With a car behind it, my dad uh, came with me, and I think I picked him up going through Houston on the way to New York. Yeah, and uh, it took us three days of driving. Um, just and those are long days. Long you guys put days. in long days. It you was long traverse. days. I mean, the thing is, it just takes so much longer in a U-Haul than a car. Um, it, you know, the cost of hotels along the way, uh, was, was more than we anticipated. Everything was more than we anticipated. The gas gas was way more than we anticipated. I mean, just, it sucks the gas and you're pulling it, you're driving a big truck and you're pulling a car behind it. Um, just things I didn't anticipate. I will say the, the weather was beautiful on the drive going through the mountains, especially in Virginia. Um, it, it was beautiful coming up, but it was, uh, it was a beating, and then we, I remember uh, pulling in, I mean, just a few things as we came in. We just didn't have a plan. You know, we're literally, we're going to pull up just like we did in Texas. Like, you just pull into the driveway and unload your truck. Um, you had booked through Handy uh, a two yes. movers to help us move. Don't do that. Don't use Handy. Okay, yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> use Handy. Uh, I think you told me know. don't tell this story, but Handy is <laughs> no, who, who we no. used, right? I don't even know if they're still around. Yeah, but, it seemed like a great concept. But talk about how, like, getting to New York. I mean, it's an island. Yes. So you had to go, yeah. So we used Google Maps and uh, and just said, you know, Google Maps will take us to our apartment. So Google Maps had us going through Jersey, across to Manhattan, and into Brooklyn. Um, well, with a U-Haul truck, that's crazy. So first, first we knew gas stations might be tough. Let's fill up on the Jersey side, pull into a gas station in Jersey, um, find out you can't fill up your own car in Jersey. That that messes, they, messes yeah, us they up. Pump they the pump gas your gas for you. For you. Um, it was so tight, though. Even in Jersey, it was hard to get our car, you know, the U-Haul with the car behind it at the gas pump. We get that. Uh, we, we get into Manhattan. Oh, we actually couldn't get through the Lincoln Tunnel because you can't drive a U-Haul through the Lincoln Tunnel. So they navigate <laughs> us up to a different tunnel that we could drive through to get into Manhattan. That makes us, though, go further up the island of Manhattan, which puts us in more crazy traffic. We end up in rush hour traffic um, in Manhattan. In Times Square. You had to go through Times we, Square. We, yeah. Like Midtown, We went right? through Midtown, went through Lower Manhattan. Went, so then we were taking, because we took Google Maps across the Brooklyn Bridge, come to find out it's illegal to drive a U-Haul across the Brooklyn Bridge. We didn't know until later afterwards. Uh, people were like, wait, you drove across the, the Brooklyn Bridge in a U-Haul? <laughs> 
we had no idea. We didn't get a ticket, thank goodness. Uh, but it was a nightmare. It took probably three hours from Jersey. I mean, this, we're talking about like 10 miles across. My dad was driving, which is a bad idea. I'm sorry, Dad, if you're, if you're listening. Uh, but neither one of us were adequate at uh, driving one of these cars in this kind of traffic. We pull into Brooklyn. One of the best things that happened to us is it was alternate side parking. Uh, if you don't know what that is, yeah. so they do street cleaning once a week. So on the... On the streets, there's signs that say you can't park here for, on Tuesdays from 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And so everybody who's on that side of the street has to move their car for that hour or two hours um, in order for the street cleaners to come. And so it was like a blessing, yeah. a huge blessing, that they showed up on the time when our street was being cleaned. So there were no cars there. Yeah. And so they were actually able to pull up the U-Haul and the car right in front of the apartment, which was huge yes so we we pull into our our apartment uh or up to our building there in brooklyn we're literally able to park you know just a few doors down uh which is a big deal with our truck and a Mm -hmm. mover shows up to help us now we're talking about my dad i had just had the health issues Mm -hmm. and uh we've got a fourth floor walk up with these narrow this narrow stairwell 100 year old stairwell it's not this truck yeah yeah and the rest of the movers just don't show up and they're like oh i guess nobody took the job yep yeah thanks (laughs) and and the one guy that came to help was really friendly really helpful he's like oh we can do it we got it and we just started going going for it and pretty quickly in we realized we we don't we don't have this we're not going to be able to pull this off um and my my dad was uh, is a methodist pastor and so he literally calls the local methodist church that do you guys know anybody that could come help us move on this fly and they had two guys they were able to call and and help jump in and help us um so if you ever hear that new york people aren't friendly or helpful that is so untrue so untrue they were the friendliest most helpful so kind, so generous. Um, they jumped in and helped us. Um, and the other guy ended up having he had to take another job, so he had to go uh, do his other job. But he was he was great to come and and work as as hard as he did. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a mess. It took us all day. It was way more exhausting than I could have dreamed of. But we got our stuff out of the U-Haul and into the apartment. Took the U-Haul back, got it dropped off, um, and and we were in our apartment. Yeah, and I wasn't here yet. I was still in Texas with the girls. Um, so you were doing all of this on your own. And I came yes. up the next day, right? I flew up. Yeah, you f- you flew up the yeah. next day. We And we, one, I think we didn't realize how small our small apartment was. So yeah. you could not move. I mean, it was floor to ceiling boxes. I remember walking in, because I flew in at night. And so I got there, and I think we had the twin mattresses on the floor. I think we slept on those the first night. And I just remember the sun coming up the next morning and the apartment was completely filled with boxes to the point I didn't even know how I would unpack because there was so much stuff everywhere. Well, and we had counted on Ikea uh, for our furniture. Do you remember this situation? And uh, do you want to explain what happened with Ikea? I still don't even know what happened with Ikea. So with Ikea... You went, right? You and your dad went because I think the original plan was to order everything and then have it delivered. Is that right? Or you were going to bring it back? We went because we had the truck still. And we thought maybe we could carry 
bring some of it with the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you did with some of it, right? Yes. So then what but happened? But they only had some of it, and some of it that we had to get later or could be delivered later. And we, we paid for, we wanted delivery and setup. Mm-hmm. And there were so many complications. You physically had to go there to get it, which didn't make sense to me. Yeah, you can't you order anything online. You there. can't do it over the phone. You have to physically go there and request somebody to deliver. Or you have to go get all this stuff, too. Like, you can't even say, you can't even walk up to them and say, hey, this is everything I need. Yeah. You have to physically go get it from the warehouse and bring it to their yeah. their area. Right. And then they take it, and then they That's say, right. okay, well, it'll be delivered in, like, three days. Yeah. and. So, yeah, that was not exactly how we thought it would be. But all these things, we thought we had researched enough. And then once we experienced it, we were like, oh, okay, so that's not exactly how it's going to go. Yeah. So (laughs) so that was our move. So we got our stuff there. We ended up... You had to be flexible. Like, you just have to roll with it and go with it and... Yeah. That is the key. Now, it wasn't nearly as complicated the second time. Uh, and in a future episode, no. we will talk about our second move. You will learn a lot New more. <laughs> New York. So this one you learned what not to do. Yep. The next one yes. wasn't completely smooth, but it was much more Yep. If successful. If I could do it again... Um, I don't, you know, there's a lot of things I would do differently. One, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drive. I, I would pay movers, even yes. though it's, it's more expensive. At the end of the day, it wasn't that much more expensive. We learned that in our second move mm-hmm. uh, to pay movers. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I, I that that was the key is is the number of people needed in the move because you you kind of yeah. need to unload the truck onto the sidewalk. You need somebody carrying stuff up and down the stairway. Well, it's narrow. Only one person can do that, but it is so exhausting going up and down the stairs. There, there are, you know, when we moved out, there's actually six guys that helped make that move work. And that was key. And they did such a tremendous job. And so the movers in New York are not that crazy expensive and they know what they're doing. Yeah. So Top Hat Movers is who we used to move yeah. out. So I will plug them because they were yes, amazing. They and they, were amazing. they work mostly in Brooklyn. So if you're moving to Brooklyn, that's. Yeah, but, the but they do live in Manhattan as well, and so they. The other thing we've learned about Manhattan, and this wasn't the case in Brooklyn, is you have to have a moving license and moving insurance in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in Brooklyn, we were able to just do it ourselves, and so yeah, uh, there you, are more restrictions need, in Manhattan. You do mm-hmm. need actual movers uh, in Manhattan. I, I'm pretty sure that's across the board yeah. in Manhattan. So, so that was our experience. Anything else that you feel like people should know about our move to New York? No, I think we covered everything. I think, yeah, just knowing, I think a lot of people don't actually talk about the numbers. Yeah. And so hopefully that helped people to see exactly how much it really does cost. And, you know, it wasn't that high just because we were naive and didn't know what we were doing. Like, that's just how much it costs. And like I said in the other podcast, it's worth it to us. Yep. It was totally worth it. Um, it was a lot of money but a good learning experience. And yep. once we got here, it was again, totally worth it. Yep. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the coming to New York podcast. You can go to coming to New York uh, and learn more about what we do, uh, and the courses that are available on coming to New York as well as show notes, uh, to this episode where you can get links to top, top hat movers and other things that we mentioned on this episode. If you would leave a review in iTunes or share this podcast with a friend, we'd love for them to hear our conversation about moving to New York as well. Thanks for listening.